everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Impact Podcast. I'm your host, LBJ, or Leonard Blair Jr. Um, today, I'm really excited to introduce y'all to Dominique Green. Dominique Green is the creative director at DG Creative Agency, a uh, full cycle uh, creative agency managing everything from digital and social media marketing, branding, media kit development, videography, photography, graphic design, audio engineering, website design, and a bunch more. Um, yeah, Dominique, how you feel today? I'm feeling great. I'm energized. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling great. Like I said, I'm, I'm super excited to interview you. Um, when we got connected, um, just right away, I was like, this, this young lady is doing some amazing things. So um, I, I can't wait to learn more. Uh, just high level, Dominique is an HU grad. When I say HU, I mean Howard University. Uh, she's a young entrepreneur. I mean, recently graduated serial entrepreneur. So she's created several companies. Um, and also, um, she's a Forbes a Culture member, which is, I think, a, a really um, a really awesome achievement for, for being so young. So uh, congrats to you, Dominique. Um, but so the people can get to know you. Um, tell me a bit about where you're from. Yes, so I am from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which nobody knows about. So it's absolutely okay. <laughs> it's like the smallest city ever, but it's actually. I was going to ask, like, capital. where in Pennsylvania is that? I've never. <laughs> Look, it's the capital of Pennsylvania, and nobody ever knows about it. It's in between <laughs> Philly and Pittsburgh. Um, but okay, okay. It's such an interesting place. It's predominantly Black, Hispanic, and Asian, actually. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a, a bit of a small melting pot, uh, lots of things going on, lots of creatives actually out of Paris, which, yeah. which a lot of people don't know about. Um, there's also like a lot of celebrities that I won't call out that are actually from Harrisburg, but talk about them being from Philly. You know, they don't want to claim us, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm from. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. What was, what was childhood like it, growing up in Harrisburg? Yeah, childhood was actually super amazing, uh, yeah. which a lot of people don't have the pleasure of saying, which so I'm really honored and blessed to be able to say that I had such an amazing childhood. Uh, I have That's two awesome. older brothers. I'm the youngest okay. of three. And um, my father, he works in like IT and tech. And then my mom is really involved oh, awesome. in like community engagement and higher education. So I kind of like yeah. have both of their brains together, which yeah. is um, awesome. Um, but growing up in Harrisburg, of course, like there's a lot of crime that happens. So, you know, you have to navigate that. But I mean, outside of that part, you know, it, it's such a community based city. So we're so Absolutely. like connected to one another. Everyone knows one another. So even though I don't live there anymore, I could <laughs> go back to the grocery store and it's the same people I would have saw when oh, I was wow, like, Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, Oh my gosh, you're back. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm a college graduate now. You haven't seen me since I was five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, childhood was awesome. I loved it. I had so much creative freedom. My parents really allowed me to explore a lot of different things. Um, yeah. My brothers always made fun of me, but you know, that's just a typical thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it was awesome. I loved it. That's great. I, so I'm in tech myself. Um, and tech is like a pretty, I'd say pretty young sector. So um, like, I think Google wasn't founded until like the mid to late 90s. Um, like, so pretty young sector. Like, what was it like, like being in the household? You mentioned your dad was in IT and tech, like when yeah. you were growing up. Like, what was what was that like? Because for me, that was not at all my experience. When I told my parents I was in tech, they're like, oh, so you fix computers. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's not what I do. 
Yeah, I mean, I honestly, having my dad in tech, I thought that he was like the tech superhero. Like yeah. that was the coolest <laughs> thing to me. I remember I got my first desktop computer and it had like a butt in the back. It was a Dell yeah. desktop and I couldn't get it on the Wi-Fi. So I called my dad. I was like, the Wi-Fi is not working. I can't figure it out. And he did the thing where like you can remotely manage someone's computer. And I was what? like, yo, what is this? Like this is amazing. How old were you at the time? Oh man, oh, I couldn't even remember. I had to be younger than 10. I might have been wow. 10 or 9. Yeah. So it was such an eye opening experience to have my dad have so much experience in tech. Um, he yeah. taught me like Photoshop, like got me introduced to that, yeah. which is kind of how I ended up getting into the creative scene. Um, but That's it awesome. was cool like i'd like that you have an external hard drive i can have and he would just bring one he's like yeah i had this in my closet i'm like okay mr internet tech guy like cool uh, but it was so cool because it introduced me to so many different things to yeah. so many different parts of the internet to so many different programs and platforms so i feel like i learned so much just by having him you know around that's all awesome. the time yeah that's awesome so did you you mentioned um he he got you Photoshop like at a young age. So you that seems like it was kind of sowing some of those seeds. Um, did you do anything entrepreneurial as a kid? Like even <laughs> like I would say even like specifically, maybe I'm asking two questions. One, did you do anything entrepreneurial? But two, did you do anything entrepreneurial like related to the creative space? So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, my parents always call me like insane because I would always come up with random ideas. Yeah. And I know the very first like <laughs> business I tried to have was a nail salon out of my bedroom. And I was like, mom, I'm gonna have people book with me. And then after school, like they'll come to my bedroom and I'll paint their nails. How and old was, are you at the time? Oh man, I had to be like seven. Um, I was really, really bad at doing nails and everything. And she was just like, okay, but how about we start with family and friends? So yeah. like family and friends would come over and I'm painting the nails. Terrible job. Like the worst <laughs> care I could have ever done in my life. But they would be like, oh, Tom, you did so great. Like, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> but that was like my first, like, I guess idea. But the first. Yeah business that i actually came up with was with two child childhood friends um okay. it was james and amira they were brother and sister and we loved lemonade and yeah. we wanted to make our own lemonade stand like our own lemonade you know line yeah. and it was called Jamiro. so the gel was for james the mirror was for amira and then the mo was for me because people called me damo when i was little that's so, great Jamiro. <laughs> i love that yeah. So that was like our idea. And I remember there was this company, and I'm pretty sure it's still around called Do Something. And yeah. Do Something had like these really cool conferences in New York. And one day my dad actually drove me to New York to be a part of this conference. And I'm pretty sure I was like nine or ten at the time. Yeah. And we're in the first session. In the first five minutes, I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then 10 minutes later, me and my dad are both knocked out, like just sleep. And it was like, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm nine. I don't know what these big terms they're using. Like, we didn't even stay for the whole thing. I was like, Dad, like, let's go to the Pop-Tart factory. We went in Times Square. We went and got some custom Pop-Tarts and then went home after wow. that. But that was, um like, the two really businesses cool. that I came up with, like, during elementary school. 
Yeah. So I love that. It seems like your parents are like really supportive of like your entrepreneurship, like sowing that seed really, really early on. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So what, like, when did you get the idea or matter of fact, I'm going to take a step back. Let's kind of continue on that line. Why, why Howard? What made you, what made you go to Howard? Uh, that's, that's an interesting story. <laughs> um, so in high school, I was very, very involved in, um, theater and the theater program, the yeah. dance program, and the criminal justice club. Those are three programs I was always okay, involved yeah. in. And um, throughout high school, though, I really thought I was going to go to college and become either a neurosurgeon or a cardiovascular surgeon. Okay. So that was yeah. my idea. Uh, I, mean, I, I thought I was going to go to college to be a pastor, and here I am <laughs> okay. working at tech. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> right, like things change, yeah. and I I loved Grey's Anatomy. That's what it was. Like yeah. Grey's Anatomy really convinced me that I could be a surgeon, even yeah. though I'm super super emotional. I would not be able to handle that. <laughs> um, but it it got down to senior year. And I was actually taking anatomy and physiology as my final science. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. My teacher was also, even though she was a full-time teacher at the high school, she was a full-time surgeon at the local hospital. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So she would like go and work at the hospital, get off work, sleep for two hours, and then come to the high school and then teach us. And it was like a continuous cycle. Wow. And she, um, she even brought us like, the stuff that she learned in college, that's what we were learning from for our anatomy class. And that's she was amazing. an awesome teacher. I loved her very much, but she was very transparent. And she was saying how, like, because of her schedule, you know, she can't really have the family that she wants to have. And even yeah. if she did have that family, she couldn't be there for them the way she wanted to. Right. She couldn't really explore all the things in life she wanted to because her life was then dedicated to serving other people and helping them and fixing them. Yeah. Um, and while that's a blessing, it's also like, dang, you know, I can't experience those things for myself. And yeah. I had to think about those things. Like at the time, I didn't like kids, but I knew at some point, like I would want yeah. kids and a family yeah. and be able to travel and explore. Um, so at that point, I kind of had a reality check. I was like, okay, Dom, senior high school you should not go to school for science don't do it you're i was bad at chemistry and biology so i'm not even sure how i thought i was going to do this um and i was like okay what's something that you're really really good at already and that you yeah. can continue to grow from and it was design um my, and how how long have you been doing design up until this point uh i had been doing it for about six years already because i started oh, wow. in middle school yeah you and, came into college like six years of this already yeah. under your belt that's amazing all from youtube i never took an art wow. class or anything like that prior to college it was yeah. all youtube and my my i think freshman year of high school i actually launched a online boutique with one of my closest friends trinette at the time yeah and we made like comical things i uh made necklaces with celebrity faces pillowcases oh, yeah. with celebrity faces <laughs> like all that type that's of stuff. awesome we would sell out all the time. It was such a fun thing to do. And that's yeah. when I really, you know, started exploring DIY and, you know, that yeah. creative scene. So from there, I was like, okay, like there will be times in high school, people, I remember this girl walked up to me in high school and handed me $40 and said, I need you to make this sweatshirt for me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't really know, but okay. But that's um, great. at that point, you know, I was realizing I've been doing design 
forever in everything yeah. that I do. You know, whether it was videography yeah. work, photography, graphic design, website design, I had been doing it. And I was like, you know, I want to go to school for that. I want to learn more. Um, yeah. I was not very confident graduating high school. I had a 3.78 GPA, which is pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to get into any college. Like that was my mindset. So okay. I, <laughs> I worked in college admissions for a couple of years. So like uh -huh. to hear this, I'm like, what? Like, of course, yes. like you're good. I was so nervous. Yeah. I applied to about, um, granted, I had the fee waiver, so I didn't have to worry about the applications. Right. But I applied to at least 35 universities and wow. there was a point in time my was high school graphic design by the way um yeah it was it was all wow design. that's amazing yeah my counselor in high school pulled me out of class and said dom like can you stop because i keep <laughs> getting the emails and i need you to stop and i was like okay but i'm not going to get in so i need to keep going <laughs> and at that same time my laptop was stolen and i lost no. my entire portfolio everything i wasn't really hip to like oh, google wow. drive or things like that yeah. at this point. so i didn't have it backed up anywhere um and i was so nervous i was super super nervous at that point because i'm like i don't even have work your to dad's probably at home like i told you four years ago to start using google drive. exactly my dad's <laughs> like yo get it together and um <laughs> i was applying to like my mother worked at so we ended up moving to houston texas like when i was around like 12. okay yeah and my mother worked full time at Prairie View A&M. So that was my yeah. first introduction to HBCUs. Yeah. So when I was applying to colleges, I was like, ooh, I want to be around some black people. Like, I want to be around more of <laughs> yeah. them. And um, even though I applied to a few HBCUs, but I also applied to a few PWIs as well. Yeah. And I actually committed to Texas Southern, I mean, uh, Texas A&M University Corpus Christi campus. Yeah. Um, I had my roommate, I had my dorm, I was ready to go. So you were um, there basically. I was there. Like <laughs> I was so excited because Corpus Christi is the only university in the US that's on its own island. So my dorm oh, had wow. like beach waves crashing at the window. Like I was ready. Okay. I knew I had my bikinis ready. All my swimsuits <laughs> were lined up ready to go. And then a month, uh, literally, it was exactly a month after that commitment day. I got an email from Howard. And I stared at it. I said, well, <laughs> I got to go to DC. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I got to do to get there, but I'm getting there. I called my mom because my dad had paid all my college stuff for me. So I yeah. called my mom. I was like, mom, I got in at Howard. Like, I want to go to Howard. She was like, no, this don't got nothing to do with me. Call your father. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I called my dad. My dad was still living in Pennsylvania at the time. Yeah. So I called my dad. I was like, Dad, like I just got a Howard. I know you pay for all this, but I kind of want to go there. And he's like, Well, where's Howard at? I was like, It's in DC. He was like, Oh, that's closer to me. Okay. Like, I did. <laughs> I was like, cool. So I had never set foot on that campus, never toured the campus. Oh, never you had visited nothing. No, I had been to DC multiple times, but yeah. only near the monuments. I'd never been on that side of DC. Right. So my first time on campus was freshman moving day. And I was like, you know what? This better work. This better be the best campus yeah. ever because I can't go anywhere else. But <laughs> that's how I ended up. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. So when did you when did you get the the idea for DG Creative Agency? Yeah. Um like, so, were you still in college or? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, kind of yes and no. Mm -hmm. um, so 
when I was in college, um, I explored a lot of things. And I also, I had started a, a different company called Paper Tag. And Paper okay. Tag was a online media outlet for underground artists. I love music and I love yeah. listening to underground artists. And no shade to them, but I don't like the shade room. I don't like Hollywood Unlocked. I don't yeah, like those type of platforms. I understand, yeah. Because, you know, they always paint us in this negative light. They always talk yeah. about the negatives and not the positive. And I wanted to talk about the positive. Yeah. And while that was an amazing experience, I got to connect with so many artists. It does not generate money and it takes a lot of money to run it. And yeah. I couldn't continue with it. So I had to pause on it. Yeah. Um, so I graduate, you know, from Howard. I studied fine arts. I got my degree in electronic studio. So yeah. that's doing everything digital. So web right. design, photo video, even video game design. Um, I got oh, to that's do awesome. ceramics and you know, all that types of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was really bad at ceramics and painting, but I took the classes. <laughs> um, but that that's what my background was in. And uh once I graduated, you know, you have this high expectation. I had mm -hmm. so much on my resume by that point. I'd worked with Gucci. I worked with the Pulitzer wow. Center. I worked with Tinder. I worked with the Smithsonian African American Is this all through Museum. Howard? Or is this like some of the work you were already doing before college? Or Yeah, I just yeah. found internships you know, online. Like yeah. the handshake. I, I found opportunities and just took them. Yeah. Um, so I had this, this long rap sheet. And I graduated and nobody wanted me. And I was like, you <laughs> Got to be kidding me. I did not yeah. work this hard for four years for all of y'all to say no. Yeah. That was the and you reality. already had the resume to, to, to back you up. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. And and the biggest part of that was I graduated during the height oh. of the pandemic. So that okay. also, you know, altered my, my job. Yeah. Um, so I ended up working at the Apple store in Georgetown, Washington, DC, which was probably one of my favorite jobs. I had the time of my life at that store. Um <laughs> but it got to a point where I was like, this is not my purpose. This is not what I'm meant to do. Mm -hmm. I'm meant to help people. And more specifically, yeah. I'm meant to help Black people. Um, so, you know, I had this idea. I was like, you know, I want to start doing design freelance. Um, but I didn't really know how I was going to do it. And I remember it was about two weeks before Thanksgiving. And yeah. my manager or whoever. Thanksgiving was of, of what year? This was Thanksgiving of 2021. So the okay. same year that I yeah. graduated. Okay. Um, two weeks before, my time off request got rejected for Thanksgiving. I had already bought my flight to visit my family. And I was like, oh, I'm going to quit. Um, I have no plan. I have no backup plan. I don't have any money saved up. But you're not going to stop me from seeing my family from Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm going to quit. And then I'll figure it out later. And, and this is why you're did. you're at Apple at this point. Yes, I was at Apple at yeah. this point. Um, so I quit Apple. I go visit my family for Thanksgiving. And while I'm there, I'm like, all right, like, I got to pay rent. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm about to do. I'm happy to see all this stuff. But Does like, your family know that you quit or no? Oh, yeah. I told okay, okay. my mom, like, the day of, I was like, mom, like, I just quit my job. Like, don't be mad at me. But I quit. I got to figure something out. And, yeah. uh, you know, she's like, are you kidding me? But my parents are always supportive, even with the most outlandish ideas that I have. So yeah, it was yeah. it was OK. Yeah. Um, so while there, you know, I started 
developing my plan to do freelance work on my own. And I ended up booking my first contract. It was like a $2,000 video project. Um, and I was so excited because I'm like, $2,000? Like, <laughs> I'm bought. Like, you can't tell me yeah. nothing. Um, and it was so well. And they ended up referring me. So I did another video wow. project. And then at that point, I had so many referrals that I couldn't say yes to everyone because I was just one person. Wow. So February of 2022 comes, I'm like, okay. So I'm when this first, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to jump. That, that's really of cool. Course. So the, this first video project, one, like, how did you get that first lead? Like two, like, how, yeah. Like, you know, what was that process like? Like what's the yeah. timeline here? Like, so you quit, <laughs> you quit in November. Is this like around Christmas or? Yes, this is. Okay, okay. This time. It's actually before Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm in a sorority called IOTA Phi Lambda Sorority Incorporated. It's the first okay, yeah. business organized Greek business organization for black women. So it's yes. all black women who are interested in entrepreneurship and becoming more professional individuals. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So once everybody knew I quit my job and <laughs> once, you know, December rolls around, one of my sorority sisters is like, hey, um, she was a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated yeah. as well. She said, we need a video project to be shot. I think it was for their founders day. Um, yeah. Can you come do it? It's in Baltimore. I'm like, look, I'm broke. I can come do it. Like, there's no. I got nothing else to do at this Look, point. I got rent to pay. At that point, I had just adopted a cat. My cat needed litter and some food. Like, I had to figure something out. So that's, um, that's kind of like how that yeah. happened. And then the same chapter of AKA, you know, they asked me to do another project in January. Yeah. Um, and then one of their members referred me to do another video project for the Lynx Incorporated. And the Lynx Incorporated is like attached to AKA, but it's also attached yeah. to like some of the other uh, Divine Nine organizations as well. So okay. yeah, that's kind of how that happened. So it was like in December and January, I had a lot going on. And um, I was actually really scared in January because I was like, I don't think I can make rent for next month. Like I was like, I don't book another yeah. project. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm a Leo. I don't like asking for help or money. Like I need to figure this out on my own. Yeah. Um, so, you know, thankfully I had so many referrals coming in and I was That's like, amazing. okay, I can't say yes to everybody, but yeah. I have a lot of friends who I create this. So let me tap, you know, into them, see if they can right. help out. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'll just open a creative agency and then have everybody on my team and then we can all work together with all of these contracts. <laughs> so February 24th of last year. So our one year anniversary is actually in a few days. Um, so yeah. February, 24th, February 24th. Yes, that's in two okay, days. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations to y'all. Thanks. So, yes, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, February 24th last year, I officially announced, you know, I was acting as a creative agency. Uh, and it was such an awesome, you know, experience. And then March comes around, we're fully booked the entire month. It was only about five of us on the team at that point, but we had so many projects within that month wow. that we were already booked out. And then from there, it just continued. And I continued to add more people, and, you know, add more people to my team to take yeah. on more contracts. And it's okay. kind of been insane. It's been crazy. Yes. Also, I went on your website and looked at your team and your team is like almost all people of color, which is 
absolutely amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I told you, I'm in tech, like, which is like two percent black. So I I went on your team and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> this is phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I try to keep it that way. Like, yeah. I want my the whole you know purpose of the agency is to we we specialize in working with small black owned businesses. We yeah. open our virtual doors, Beautiful. you know, to everyone. Yeah. But that's what we specialize in because you know you can reach out to an agency to help you with your brand, but your target audience most of the time is going to be other black individuals yep. and people who aren't who don't look like us don't really know how to communicate with us um mm -hmm. so that's so, kind of the whole yeah. purpose of that team being developed of all people of color yeah so th so that's like uh, correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like you're saying like it's really intentional to have a team because it speaks to your audience absolutely that's absolutely. that's beautiful that's beautiful so how did you I know you mentioned like a lot of people were friends and within your network already, but like, how did you begin to like actually scale a team? Like what I like where I'm asking that from is from a place of, I think a lot of businesses struggle to like take it from being a solopreneur mm -hmm. to, I have these people who are either contracted with me like are full employees or part, like a lot of people struggle from, getting from a solopreneur stage to i actually have a team of people and we're scaling this together like you are basically in full startup phase like yeah <laughs> like how, how do you get there man it's it's insane honestly a lot of it is just blessing because yeah. um i've done up to this point i have not done any paid advertising any paid marketing Everything wow. has been solely word of mouth. Um, when it came to adding people to my team, of course, like I post on my personal Instagram story, like, hey, like, does anybody do web design? Because I have this contract and I need another <laughs> web designer and I can't do it by myself. So it was like a lot of moments like yeah. that. Um, but it also came down to like LinkedIn. Um, I ended up making a job yeah. listing on LinkedIn just looking for freelance uh, creatives. Wow. Um, which is good and bad because it was an easy apply and mm -hmm. when it's an easy apply you know people are get just a million applications they're like you know scientists submitting to become a graphic designer and i'm like <laughs> yo like i don't think this is what you want to do for real yeah. um but i i took a lot from that so i did have a, a couple of decent um applicants from that and my whole process with that is like I'm not going to put you through no crazy interview process, no yeah. 13, 14 rounds. If you submit the link to your portfolio and I like the work that's from it, I'm going to schedule a call for you. And the, and the call wow. isn't like an interview where I'm like drilling you. It's like, okay, this is what you like. Is this like the field that you're interested in? Are you interested in other mediums of art? Are you interested yeah. in getting experience here and here and we just have like a regular discussion um there's wow. times where i've got on like zoom calls and i have my bonnet on still and i'm like i'm just letting you know like this is how i am like we don't have to do this whole that's thing. amazing <laughs> i love we can this just have a conversation so yeah or sometimes like i got my my telfar do-rag like yeah. i have my telfar do-rag on and 
I'm like, look, I just got up, you know, I kind of woke up late, but I'm here. <laughs> and I want you to know that this is how I operate. So That's you don't awesome. have to worry about asking like someone that you're not, or, yeah. you know, code switching. We have to code switch so much every absolutely. single day and it's so tiring yeah, so absolutely that's kind of like how i developed the team and then you know from their experiences they would tap into their friends like oh like you need a contract you want to get more experience reach out here yeah. so it's like continuing that that word of mouth um market that's amazing so y'all are approaching one year what does like what is the next what is yeah year two look like for you Oh, year two is going to be such an interesting experience. <laughs> um, so we just did a video shoot uh, this past Saturday um, mm -hmm. for our one year anniversary, kind of just highlighting yeah. all the things that we've done and, you know, highlighting some of our clients and having our clients, you know, involved in that process as well. Yeah. Um, so that will be released on the 24th. So I'm really excited for everyone to see that. Um, but as far as how our growth will work. I'm just hoping to be able to help more people, uh, yeah. more clients. And I know a lot of times people are like, oh, like we want to make more money, which is cool. But like, I feel like when you're doing something that you're passionate about, that's not at the top of your concerns. Like yeah. revenue is never a concern for me. It's just how many more people can I help? How many more small wow. businesses can I, you know, and increase their online presence, help with their branding, do video projects yeah. or do audio engineering for. Um, so that's really the the goal of that. But I also want to start doing more in-person events. I want to do, yeah. uh, you know, host like black pop-up shops and have different, you know, companies come in and, you know, well, sell you're in Chicago. Products. Let me know about those, please. Yeah. Look, I got you. I'm going to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's, that's really the goal is just to reach more people and to help more people in as many ways as I can. Um, mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot more public speaking engagements. Um, yeah. I just booked one with like uh, University of, of Wisconsin to talk about um, kind of how to be diverse when it comes to your social media presence and like the yeah. importance of that. Um, so talking about that more, talking to young people more about the journey to entrepreneurship and how it's not as hard as it's made to seem. I yeah. think a lot of times they're like, yeah, you need to get like a venture capitalist and have this amount of money. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, like I started with a hundred dollars in my savings account. Okay? <laughs> Dude, I didn't have nothing. I spent the last penny I had and opened a website and kind of went from there. So I just yeah. want to be able to inform people more, educate people more and, and help awesome. people. Um, I've, I've always been, you know, really transparent about yeah. that um i'm not a gatekeeper at all if you want to see what my contract looks like i'll show <laughs> you i can walk you through it help you out um yeah. but yeah i just want to reach as many as many people as i can in this next year i love that i love that so like i i love what you just said about venture capital too like as you know like i'm actively a venture fellow like going mm -hmm. like connecting companies to venture capitalists right and like one of the things that keeps coming to my mind is like every company doesn't need a vc mm -hmm. like a lot of businesses i think are, are so focused on scaling as fast as you can getting as big as you can to then like ultimately reach this like somewhat mythical payout moment you know mm -hmm. when every business doesn't need that like it it makes a, a ton of sense 
for some companies to generate their own revenue because you don't need a VC coming in and telling you, you need to do this or like you're bre breaching the terms of our contract because we need to get a payout. Like that's yeah. not necessary. So I, I love that you said that. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. another thing you mentioned there, you mentioned that you started with like a hundred dollars, like, like what, for someone who wants to create a creative agency, like how do they begin that? Because that's not yeah. my my area of expertise. I don't like, I don't know. I would love to hear like how do you start a creative agency? Yeah. Um, so me and Wix are besties. <laughs> I love Wix. Every time I get a client who wants a website, I'm like, yeah, we're doing it through Wix. Yeah. And that's that's the option. That's the only option you have. Because it's such an inclusive platform. It has everything yeah. you need in one setting. And they always have sales going on. They always have discounts. <laughs> they always have sales. So typically, like if you were to start a website with all the things you need as an agency through Wix, it would probably cost you like $300. Yeah. Um, and it covers like the whole first year. But wow. when I started, since it was during a sale, I think it was like 150 ish so i was able to pay for my entire year i yeah. already had web design experience so i just built my own website i didn't have to you know reach yeah. out to anybody to build it for me um started my instagram i actually i didn't even start a new instagram i took my freelance instagram account and just switched the name over so i could keep my followers <laughs> uh, and just That's started great. like i've made like archived all the posts and I was like now announcing Don yeah. Creative Agency. And everybody was like, what is this? How do I already follow it? And like, yeah, I was not starting a new page. I was not starting over. <laughs> um so that's like how I got to that point, just building the online presence. Yeah. Um and then from there, like like I said before, my parents are super, super, super supportive. Like in that's everything nice. that I do, I could yeah. tell them that I want to make a, a line of socks for your big toe and they'd be like okay like i guess so when i when i you know presented the idea to them they were like oh like you actually know how to do that so we're actually really excited about this one <laughs> um so they shared That's it great. like they yeah. shared it with their friends my mother is is uh, a very very popular public speaker she does a lot of speaking yeah. engagement at large conferences she works for multiple universities so when yeah. um, I let her know about it, she's sharing it on, on her socials with her coworkers. Um, like I said, my dad works in IT, so he's sharing with his friends and, and coworkers and things. I told yeah. my grandma about it, but she don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> she's just like, okay, like I'll support it. I don't know how I can, but I will. But um, yeah, and, and even my brothers, like even though they look at me like the little infant, you know, they always share yeah. my stuff as well. So. It was just as long as, you know, once I got everything set up, once I had the website ready and the socials ready, and I sent all that information to my family, yeah. to my friends, and to my sorority sisters. And between the three, like, they circulated it as much as they could and pubbed as much as they could. Um, and then, I don't, it just, it just happened. Like, honestly, like wow. I said before, it's, it's really just a blessing because I didn't have to invest any more money like part of that is because i had the experience and knowledge myself mm -hmm. on you know creating right. my own logo and branding and the website and the socials um yeah. 
And then from there, it was just word of mouth. Like people were just talking about me. And I'm like, ooh, I feel, you know, important and special that everybody's <laughs> talking about me. And, you know, people are following. And, you know, even if they didn't have the funds to invest in the service that I was offering, at least they, you know, kept up with me. They either subscribe yeah. to the newsletter or follow me on social. So that's that's kind of how I started it. Um, I use HoneyBook to keep track of all my clients and do client communications. Um, HoneyBook has pre-made templates for designers, or uh, pre-made contracts for designers, which was super helpful because I know nothing about legal stuff. So- Yeah, so you were like good to go at that, like right away. Exactly, I had to do very minor tweaks to it, but like everything is there for me. Um, And then- I use Novo, which is a online bank yep. for small businesses. Um, connect HoneyBook and Novo together, and you have literally Jesus Christ. So <laughs> it was just amazing. Everything was yeah. just super seamless for me at that point. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I've absolutely loved every minute of this. Um, where can people find you? Where can people, like, I'll, I'll link your website and all the socials down, of course, but. Like to hear you say them, where can people find you? How can they get in touch? And more specifically, like how can other small businesses begin to work with you? Of course, if you want to find me online because you like me so much, uh, <laughs> my website is dgcreativeagency.com. Our Instagram is dom, D-O-M-G-C-A. Um, and then we're on LinkedIn and Facebook as Dom G Creative Agency. Uh, if you would like to inquire about our services, just visit our website at dgcreativeagency.com and fill out our contact sheet, and we will be in contact ASAP, like literally in five seconds. You'll hear from us. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dom. Um, I truly appreciate you even like taking the time to be on a small but growing podcast like mine. <laughs> um, I'm ultra excited for you, but also um, I'm gonna need to bring you back on at some point in order to get an update to hear how how the company's going uh, a of little course. bit down the line. So um, yeah, thank you again. Of course, I love the talk. So I'll be back. I can run my mouth for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bet bet.